Coming at you live from Yu-Gi-Oh! Wait a minute, what the fuck? It's Cartoon Night in Canada. Hey, what you watching? Got a problem with cartoons? Episode of Cartoon Night in Canada, a nostalgic journey to dig through decades of animation to find the good, the bad, and just plain weird of Canadian cartoons. I'm your co-host Chris Lucy Antonio, and I'm your co-host Sylvie Kettles. And Sylvie, were you ever into TCGs? Uh, I had a very substantial Pokemon collection. Did you play them? Were you competitive at it? Uh, or did you I, just I collect had them? like three friends who I played with maybe twice, but none of us fully understood the rules. Um, it's weird that, huh? When yeah. they try and introduce a card game to kids, uh, and they just buy them sight unseen and never really bother learning the dense rule book. Yeah, and I did own maybe six total Yu-Gi-Oh cards that I got so, through issues of Shonen Jump. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. And that's that scans for the same reason. I had like two Naruto trading cards. I didn't even know that one had a yeah. game. That was, that was a thing. Well, I also collected uh, Pokemon cards because I liked the Pokemon video game and didn't really realize that there was a trading card game attached to it until many years later. Uh, never played it. Mm-hmm. No idea how it works. Uh, did get briefly into Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, when I was a-, a wee lad and had some fun with that, but then the game got too complicated for me and too expensive. Oh yeah, Definitely. I mean, it just happens. I mean, I was using my parents' money, and when when I kept saying, like, no, no, I need another pack, they said, <laughs> no. Oh, this is fully gambling. It's like, oh, you didn't get a foil card, Chris? Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. I don't know what that means. That's, uh, that's bad? That's bad. <laughs> given, given your reaction, I think it's bad that you didn't get a foil card. And I'm sorry, but uh, I already spent the $9 on that pack. Yeah, we're not doing that again. So I hope you enjoyed that two seconds of opening it. That must have been a thrill. But that's your that's your entertainment budget for the month. So I enjoy that. But uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I did, as I said, it got too complicated for me. And I tried once to play Magic the Gathering and didn't get it. Yeah, I've never even tried that. I have a friend who has played... And so I, he's got a big old stack of the cards, so I've looked at the cards, and all I think is that little DIY uh, D&D token maker, <laughs> where you can just cut up magic cards to make little tokens. I mean, it was kind of, like, I remember buying, like, one pack one time, uh, with my own money, for once. Like, I was in high school, and, like, a lot of my friends were into it. It's like, alright, I'll check it out, and I bought a pack and looked through it, it's like, ah, oh, this art is kind of cool, but... No. I, I think I, I just flat out said, you know what? No. I can I can save up for more important things. Yeah, I'm I'm in my teenage years. I can I could be drinking right now. <laughs> no, none of them thought about that while they were 
looking for lands and foil cards and summon spells. I don't know what I don't know how to play magic. They didn't realize they could also just go down to the LCBO and get a bottle of Fireball whiskey. Yeah. Fireball whiskey's garbage though. It is terrible. Uh why are we talking about TCGs? Uh well, because we're we're talking about a show that was based on one. Oh, that's always a that's always a surefire hit, right? Yeah. I mean, when you think about the pedigree there, you got uh, based on either video games or or like uh, like TCGs or even sometimes board games. It it always it's it's like a license to print money. You got you you know, you got your Yu-Gi-Ohs. That's that's a big one. Uh, Digimon, I think had a TCG attached. Po- yes, possibly. Possibly. That that's another one. Uh Beyblades. Beyblades, yeah. Uh, this this cross promotion metal brawlers. That's not a real one. You made that up. But anyway, <laughs> I wish. but anyway, this whole cross promotional tactic of we have a product to sell to kids or to sell to the parents of kids. Mm-hmm. Why don't we tie it in with a little animation? Yeah, we give maybe them a manga a, as well. We give them a fun little show to watch, showcase all of these little creatures. And friends that they could have, and then say, hey kids, buy the cards of your favorite monsters, and they'll you be could your have, friends. You could have a dark magician girl of your very own. For completely innocent reasons. Yeah. 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 Uh, the show didn't do that, though. Uh, no. no we will good. get into a, a lot of the unfortunate history of today's show but um you take let's let's uh look at let's look at Yu-Gi-Oh as the like kind of gold standard of how to cross market a media empire because like, it is yes video games card game that was still very much in print and a successful manga and anime think about all that like it was like a perfect it, it was a perfect example of how to make bank off your uh, like off of your uh, initial concept idea, rip to the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Very taken, sorry to lose you. T- taken far too soon. Very sorry to lose you. Uh, your idea was brilliant, and I'm so I'm so sorry that you had to weather so many imitators in your lifetime, including what we're talking about today. Yeah. So if that's the gold standard. Uh, let's look at the tin standard. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'm off today. Anyway, Magi Nation. So, for the podcast today, we are taking a look at Magi Nation. Developed by Shelley Hoffman, Robert Pincombe, and Michael Sloan. The series was produced by South Korean studio Daiwan Media, Interactive Imagination, the publisher of the card game, and Toronto-based Cookie Jar Entertainment, with animation provided by Dongwoo Animation in South Korea, making this what? Technically Canadian! And that is? The best kind of Canadian! Fantastic. We will print those stickers Never. soon enough. Okay, ne- never. I- I've been misinformed. We will never do that. Okay. The you- series... Oh, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, printing stickers, I think, revolves around having more than 20 listeners. 
Oh, don't put that out into the airways. They don't need to know how many there are. We are shouting into the void. And we will keep doing it. Listen, the Magi Nation episode, tapping into that long dormant uh, <laughs> fan base, will reignite the uh, the Cartoon Night in Canada fan. That's it. This will be the one. Because, as you know, the series aired on CBC between September of 2007 and November of 2010, Lasting two seasons and 52 episodes, although due to poor ratings, uh, the last 10 episodes did not air on television, instead being dumped online. Yeah. Where, uh, where all masterpieces go to die. Oh yeah, that's a sign of a, a cultural touchstone. Yep. The series was based on the collectible card game Magi Nation Duel, developed by Interactive Imagination Corps and released in 2000, which was supported with expansions until 2002. Which you might notice was, like, five years before the show came out. A a five-year gap between when the show was finished, uh, sorry, when the show was first premiering, and the card game was finished being supported by the publishing company. Apparently, there were plans by uh, Cookie Jar Entertainment, Cookie Jar Media, uh, to publish a new version of the game to support the series, but uh, that just never materialized for reasons. I don't know. This really was doomed to fail. So, for today's episode, we took, lo- we took a look at episode 52, Dreamer's Last Stand. Original air dates. There is no air date. It premiered online. <laughs> Why did we do this? <laughs> because neither of us knew a goddamn thing about this show. And I thought it would be extremely funny if we just watched the finale of a show we've never heard of. Never heard of, never seen, never knew existed, and jumping into the deep end when all of, like, all 51 episodes previous, all of their plot lines have, like, uh, converged into an epic finale, and here we are sitting with no context, no understanding, not a single thread of, not a single thread of any kind of information regarding who these people are, what's going on, and what even are they talking about. And, and I was right. It was hilarious. I'm... I want to die. <laughs> 10 anyway. out of 10. Do recommend. You just watch the finale of Magi Nation and be like, okay, let's see how much lore I can figure out. Turns out not a lot, but... But, but not nothing. So, as the gimmick of Cartoon Night in Canada has gone, I'm the Teletoon person, you are the YTV person. Uh, This aired on CBC. Yeah. So, sometimes we're going to come, if we want to cover the wide breadth of Canadian animation that aired on television, we have to step outside of our comfort zone. We've done it before uh, in the previous 40-something episodes, and we will do it again in the future 40-something episodes. I hope so. But, but... When we jump into a when we jump into a show that has a lot kind of riding on it, it's it has an entire media franchise planned for it. We're gonna get lost. Yeah, as to be expected. And that's and we want to really embrace that utter confusion for at least one of these sight unseen episodes of series we never knew existed before and I think this experiment was a rousing success. You think? Yes, because after after experiencing exactly 22 minutes of Magi Nation, 
I want all remaining packs of this game to be burned. <laughs> I want every copy of the GBC video game to be smashed with a hammer. I want the the website, the, the still active website, teaching people how to play the game using using inaccessible flash animation to be taken off the web. Uh, well, it's not really even still accessible. It just redirects to the Wild Brain website. Oh, great. Yeah. So we're halfway there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, both myself and Sylvie have no idea what is going on in this show. Uh, so apologies in advance to the Magi Nation fandom if we get many of these intricate details incorrect. But... Meet yeah, us halfway. At least one of you. Meet us halfway and admit that this is all gobbledygook bullshit. Okay, <laughs> I think that's fair. So, as as a bit, I copied down the opening narration verbatim. Oh, thank you. I wasn't gonna rewatch it. <clears throat> so follow along if you can at home, uh, because we are about to jump ass first i'm gonna flag how many ta uh terms i do not understand in this into magi nation lore <clears throat> since the beginning of time a battle has raged between the all invading darkness and the stars that light our way is everyone following along okay Just okay okay we're good cosmic we're so far cosmic good versus light versus darkness kind of metaphors okay okay we're, we are we're on the track we we, we got it <clears throat> in the moonlands the forces of light are three young heroes co called the Final Dreamers okay. on their second quest to save the world. The fuck is a Final Dreamer? The fuck are the Moonlands? Is uh, oh my god, does this show take place on the moon? No. Fuck. I'm gonna say no. I mean, I can't confirm or deny that. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it does. Okay, fine. Whatever. Uh, the Magi Nation fandom will contact us if we're wrong. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait for that email to appear in our uh, inbox Thank never you. so also uh not to jump over it but on their second quest to save the world yes by so they've the done this before apparently season one had a whole other quest to save the world which we were not privy to so <laughs> oh, whoops rip to us their task was to collect guardian hyrens from every realm and merge them into the final hyren the only creature power powerful enough to stop the construction destruction of the moonlands okay Questions? Comments? Uh, concerns? Hyrens? Hyrens, yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't you look like an idiot. No, no. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just confirming. Their moment of truth is at hand. So that was it. That was all the context that we had. Honestly, that was more than I was expecting going into this. Uh, this, this reminded me a lot of um, Stormhawks. I was going to say Stormhawks. Where it's but, just like, no, here is some, here's some jargon. Don't worry about it. Don't ask any questions. Go on, space battles. I, see, I feel like, and again, we did this to ourselves because we picked episode 52 out of 52. Yeah. So we can't really be mad at Magi Nation, despite the fact I am very, very mad at Magi Nation right now. We can't. It's, it's not fair. Oh, yeah, well, at least with the... Stormhawks intro, uh, what we got there, it felt like it was easing us into uh, the the narrative there. I, I felt that it was giving us a foundation to stand on. For sure. 
with this one, with its uh, multiple terminology and very vague kind of very very vague description of an ongoing conflict, mm -hmm. I was lost. And Granted, I proceeded to be the, lost. The first episode of Stormhawks and the last episode of this. Weirdly, we gave more respect to Stormhawks than yeah. Magi Nation. Almost yeah. like we wanted to like one and didn't care if we liked the other. Well, and also... I, I think, think it, our bias is showing just a tad here. I, I think it had a lot to do, too, with the fact that we just finished uh, Wayside, which was, like, we watched the pilot for Wayside, and I didn't want to do that again. Mm, yeah, yeah, you know what? Uh, it, it's our show. We've watched too many pilots. So, when we inevitably return to Magi Nation... Okay. Putting that out into the world That's, because that was a bold claim coming from you. When we when we inevitably become the Magi Nation podcast, okay. where we go through every episode one by one, and also do a Twitch stream uh, on the side where we just play the game. Yeah, and like discuss strategy. We fully get into uh, this property. Yeah, like we sell out. We contact. Um, well, what was the publisher's name again? Imagination Entertainment? I was going to say, to our... sell out, they have to have money to give us. They'll find something. <laughs> I mean, how... I mean, we will sell out so cheap. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Interactive Imagination. We do not have our, a high price tag. No, our standards are so low. Look at us. We're watching Imagination for free. But when that happens, when we, when we go through the uh, entire series, we will... We, we, we will put in a better effort to understand it. I mean, you can say that. But I think my initial low opinion of Magi Nation, why I, I walked into the series with kind of like a very blasé approach where and kind of hands-off approach to my research mm -hmm. is because you can just you can just smell the rip-off odor from this series. How it was capitalizing on multiple popular trends at the time and because of it it has no personality of its own yeah this show is definitely not trying to capitalize on the quote-unquote success of the imagination duel card game because obviously there was none the card uh, game was dead yeah instead it was trying to capitalize on the popularity of another card game and another popular anime styled show i mean we've already said it you know yeah. magic the gathering a little this bit of is... pokemon in there oh i was gonna say it's probably major pokemon and magic the gathering and then just a sprinkling of hey the Yu-Gi-Oh anime is doing pretty well i mean that was probably the the push from for uh cookie jar entertainment and daiwan media to follow through with yeah. actually adapting the long dormant card game is because wow Yu-Gi-Oh is super popular right now yeah what 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 kind of card game can we possibly base the series off of to relaunch it into the public consciousness Imagination? never heard of it let's do it I was gonna say they looked at like any any popular card game in Japan already had an anime like you you can't touch that so they had to look to like American publications there's Imagination. Oh, but boy, did they, um, boy, did they want to make it look like manga and anime. Gosh, I wonder why. My, my joke before we started recording was that all the 
all of the card art from the actual game looks like those how to draw manga books that you would find at the Scholastic Book Fair that did not teach you how to draw manga at all. Except for the ones that look like Neopets. Except for the ones that look like Neopets. So there is just a smorgasbord of quote-unquote inspirations for this show. Uh, and I, I think it, it can all be like the utter uninspired status of Magi Nation Duel can be related straight to its name. Magi Nation Duel. Uh, One letter off of Magic Nation, as in Magic the Gathering. But it also sounds like Magination. Oh, God. This... We're trying. This this was slapped together in a weekend. Not not the show. There is... uh, There's a a lot of competency on display there. At the very least, uh, they were trying to... They were actually trying to relaunch this show. Yeah. This this media property, this franchise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why, but they needed to hit on their hands. But this this is a understandably forgotten game and TV series. Yeah. And we haven't, haven't we haven't even really talked about it yet. Yeah, should we? Well, we're we're kind of like uh, circling around this uh, why it looked like that question, but. I mean, we can summarize it right here. It looked like that because anime was popular. Yep. It's another one of those. It looked like that because, God, we want to be Yu-Gi-Oh! so bad. Like, God, anime is the hot ticket right now, and we can't just, we can't just do that. We got to, we, we got to ease people into it by connecting it superficially to a bunch of other Japanese media properties. Because they are our protagonist here, Tony. Uh, Big Tone. Big Tones looks... Tony Jones! Exactly like Ben 10. What? Um, and a girl character, Eden, looks like, I want to say a good 20%, 20 to 40% of the uh, OCs myself and classmates made. Oh no. Like, big fluffy ponytail anime elf girl. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, other other boy with purple hair. I don't know. He's he's got a lot going on. Yeah, what's his name? Stag? Slag? Strag? <laughs> Brock. He is Brock. Oh. They are yeah. functionally the Brock and Misty of this show. And Toby Jones is the Yugi Moto. Yeah. I know my animes. <laughs> Except for uh, Pony over here, uh, got fully isekai'd. Yes. Uh, like, he's a kid from Earth. So what we can glean from just the one episode that we watched is that uh, Big Tony Jones uh, was an all-American American who was... God, he better be un- in New York. Who was... Uh, he doesn't have an accent. No, but in my heart of hearts, I know this kid is from Brooklyn. No, but if they really wanted to go with it, he'd be talking like Joey Wheeler. He should be talking. Why <laughs> isn't he talking like Joey Wheeler? <laughs> oh my God, why doesn't he have Joey Wheeler's voice? Why, Why? like, when he's facing off against Agram the Wizard or whatever, he doesn't go like, oh, man, this is just like when the Mets won the World Series, baby. <laughs> Imagine, it, like, an abridged series of this. But no, it's I can't. Liter- it's literally exactly <laughs> the same, except it's just not Joey Wheeler voice for Tony. Oh, man. That is the lowest common, uh, that is the lowest of the low of, 
abridge series when they're not even doing anime anymore. They're doing Magination <laughs> and Chaotic. They're doing anime knockoffs. Ooh, that w- that's a dark period of the internet that thankfully has never happened. Uh, never ever. So what what we can glean what we can glean is that Tony was summoned to uh, the Moonlands. To... That might be the actual moon. No, it's not the. You can't just say that. This is not Moonfall. <laughs> you can't prove it's not. I think I can. But are you going to? No. <laughs> exactly. So this is the moon. Whatever. So he's summoned to the Moonlands because he is the final dreamer, the the one who will save the realm from darkness. He's apparently fated. He gets prophetic visions. He his his grandfather uh like give gave him a ring, I think, to travel to the moonlands and his his grandfather has just frequents the moonlands as like the their resident human. Yeah, he's just he, He's just a guy who hangs out there. Yeah, and Toby Jones is the fated white kid savior, mm-hmm. but uh, he's also joined by t- by the the two sidekicks, Eden and Strag, who are also final dreamers. They they form a trio of final dreamers. Classic trio. And they face off against what? What's the, it is Agram, the yeah. the leader of the Shadow Magi. Yeah, and uh, but I think in this season he's called Gorgrim. Because he's inhabiting the body of Gorgrim, the creature. Yeah, uh, it's it's Ganondorf. It's fucking stupid. It's just green. Is Ganon. what you meant. It's it's nonsense. But anyway, uh, so oh, they're on a quest to collect all of these creatures because they also do that. They they, they gotta collect they, them all. They use creatures to battle each other, but they also just use magic as well. Yeah, and again, very Pokemon. Everyone in this world seems to just, like, have their own little critters that they keep yeah. in rocks that they'll summon they have... to protect themselves. They, they keep them in gems, uh, not Pokeballs, not cards, yeah. not um, nothing like that. It's, it's, it's unique. Please do not steal. Original IP. Um, and they be- but and but they... also there's, like, these super powerful guardian ones. Right, that are basically gods. Yeah. They guard each of the realms, and there's, like, 12 fucking realms or something. And together, they will form the ultimate god being known as the Final Hiram. And I am just talking out of my ass now, but... Man, you sounded so authoritative. That's a good thing. They want to do that. Yeah. But when Agram would do it, it would be a bad thing. He, he, he also to... wants to make the final... Hyron, but but evil fied and it's all they're all guided by the book of elders that also teaches them education on occasion yeah can can we just hop right into that because holy shit okay so this show is intended for kids and for whatever reason they felt like they needed some educational value so i'm just going to assume that every episode has one of these moments where despite the fact that they are trying to prevent the end of the world, they just have to go on a little, just a little lecture about uh, something from the Earth world. Well, I don't think that's entirely the usual one, because he does act like it's very strange that this clue came from Earth. I guess, but, uh, so, the, the thing is that they try to interject some edutainment every now and then, and 
while they are on the run from Agram slash, what is this creature name? Gorgon? Gorgamel? Gargamel. Um, Sure. They open the Book of Elders, which teaches them things on how to overcome their current problem. And it shows them a fucking triangular ritual seal of Mother Teresa, Gandhi, and Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Just actual photos of these three real people. That have sort of been run through a sketchy filter. That the that it actually looks like it was taken with the Game Boy Color camera. Entirely possible. And the Book of Elders, this ancient artifact of the Moonlands, just knows about them. Yeah. And decides to use them as a way to teach young Tony Jones, Big Tone Jones, about leadership. Yeah. And this is when I had to pause the episode, push my chair away from my desk, put my head in my hands, and just sit there. Yeah. Just sit I, there staring at this screen. I, I, too, took a break at that exact moment. <laughs> we both screenshotted that one frame independently of one another <laughs> and said, how is this real? And both of us came to the conclusion, it's not, it's fake, yeah, the show no, is fake. No, no, this show isn't actually real. We're just being uh, gaslit by this one YouTube video. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, the lesson of leadership that we are meant to take away from this trio is real leaders are self-sacrificing something that very famously two of those three were not uh i felt like in i felt like in 2007 yeah actually this would be 2010 2010 when this episode finally made it to the public i felt like public opinion had firmly switched on two of those three people Mother Teresa, at least. I mean, there is currently a whole Wikipedia page of criticism of Mother Teresa. Yeah, like I think by by twenty ten, she her she had been her name had thoroughly become mud. Yeah, I, I felt like the work had been done, and yeah. people knew about the links to her links to you know forced conversion, colonialism, racism, yeah, and a lot of shoddy medical treatments that, in the long run, did not help a lot of people. Uh, to to our knowledge, Nelson Mandela is still a good guy. Still still cool. Still as cool. far as I can tell, he is still cool. Uh, yeah. Gandhi is also kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was just funny to say. Yeah. N- knowing knowing like what uh what the entire like education system up until like high school taught you about that man. Yeah. Right. I mean, granted, I would take Gandhi over Queen Elizabeth. What in like a foot race? No, just like if I had to be alone in a room with in a one on one fight. For- <laughs> yes. No, are, are you kidding? Is Gandhi allowed to use the stick? No. No, this, mm. is, this is fists. Mm. Ha- I think I could beat Gandhi. I don't think I could beat Queen Elizabeth II. Is she allowed to use the corgis? No. Sick the corgis on Gandhi. <laughs> no, no, no. Fisticuffs. Hmm. This is this is a hard one. Let's uh, stop talking about imagination and focus solely on this <laughs> hypothetical battle between Gandhi and the Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> no, it's not between the two of them. It's who do you think you could beat in a fist fight? Both of them. <laughs> Fucking both of them would catch these hands. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I'm saying like I would. I would get some good hits in on Lizzie. I would 
I could take them both on. <laughs> That's how confident time. I am. You, you see those, um, you, you see those occasional, like, um, polls that go around of people, like, who were, say, like, they asked a bunch of Americans, like, how confident are you that you could actually beat a bear in a fist fight? And it's, like, 12% of the American population or the, the surveyed people said, like, yeah, I could totally beat a bear in a yeah, fist fight. Yeah, they are, those are 12% dead people. See, I have that confidence. I have that exact same confidence, but for me totally, uh, totally dog-walking uh, Queen Elizabeth and Gandhi. This is a fun conversation. <laughs> I'm, gla- I'm glad we are getting something out of Magi Nation. I, I mean, mean, I wish... Yeah. I got, I got one singular thing out of Magi Nation, that, which was... The, the... The screenshot, yeah. Uh, well, the screenshot I also got, <laughs> holy fuck, is that Martha McIsaac? And the answer is yes, it is. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, just going back to this one screenshot of yeah. these three pictures, this is the one of the worst and laziest attempts to shoehorn education into one of the shows that we've covered. Yeah, yeah. And again, may, maybe this is coming from our perspective of jumping into episode 52 so yeah maybe maybe they're maybe it's even goofier before this or maybe they're doing it every episode i don't know yeah because i mean tony does have like a one-off line at the end about oh you're gonna be so happy to not have to hear me saying oh on earth it's like this and this so maybe he's the full um actually guy for the rest of the series who's just like "Mm, well actually on earth Oh my god, he's the Phoebe! He's the one going at my old school! <sighs> yeah, that's that's what he is. No, I mean... God, what a boring I, isekai. I, I mean, any good protagonist would just uh, stop the final battle, uh, you know, mid-attack to say, like, as another great leader said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. <laughs> yeah, we also get some uh, Theodore Roosevelt... No, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Uh, just... Lore just dumps. derailing... Just derailing the whole climax to shoehorn in one more leader factoid. Yeah, just so... And, like, it's not just, oh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. It's, like, he also needs to go, uh, hey, just so you know, that was a uh, an American president who uh, was paralyzed from the waist down, but he still led the country through the Depression and the second world war and the other two characters should presumably go like you had two of those no this is what the other two characters should uh, go one uh what's the depression what's What's the world war like what is paralyzed like what what does that mean well no paralyzed Uh, is an effect is a status effect um i don't know if you're in pokemon or not (laughs) i know it's in pokemon but that doesn't mean like when i use when i use zubat to paralyze uh Mewtwo, it doesn't mean he spawns a wheelchair. <laughs> That's what you think. No, I, I played the games. I know. There's Wait, no wheelchair. Are, are you saying that Imagination uh, has no d- uh, disabled people? The Moonlands are, moon uh, are not disability inclusive? I'm going to assume yes, because it looks like they, they live like hobbits. Oh, so it's just like Earth then. Yeah, but wherever I was going with that. And also... In addition to all these questions that uh, Eden and Strag would ask Tony Jones, they should also ask, why are you bringing this shit up right now? The world is ending. There's like 
a big evil villain right in front of us. He's winning. Yeah, he is he actively is actually stealing winning. our guys. Effortlessly. Yeah, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself, and also this big fuck-off monster in front of us. Because I guess to convert the Hyrens to evil, you don't have to talk them into it, like Toby... So, Tony Jones? Tony. Tony Oh, Jones. I thought you were calling him Toby as a bit. No, no, I I, I don't know. I, I This character no, had no impact on me. It's Tony, and that's why I think he should be from Brooklyn. He should be actually voiced by Toby Jones. I don't know who that is. Old British actor. Oh, okay. You know who Toby Jones is. I probably would know if I if I heard him. Just a, this, like, sullen Brit voice coming out of this 14-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, so, like, our heroes have to, I guess, convince the Guardians to join their side. Either by, like, doing something for them or proving their worth. But um, Agram, the bad guy... He just has guy... to hit them with his purple jism. I either hit him with the the earth evil geyser that's happening, the, yeah. that's coming out of the core, or just blast him with one of his monsters and they become evil. Sorry, it is it is void energy. Void energy. Void energy. Spent void a whole weekend on that, energy. did we? Great. That was the, hey, that cool. was the first draft. Shadow Magi, Hyrens, void energy. What other relics are involved the book of elders magi resistance they are part of the magi resistance if you didn't know see i also thought uh because realms honor was a name that got thrown around a lot uh and it turns out that's just the name of the staff it's the name of the staff with the big diamond on it that he but uses to summon his hirams i was i was fully ready to believe that that was this world's goofy name for like the summoning material required for your monster summons i don't like, I heard Realm's Honor, and I was like, okay, Honor is our, like, currency I'm gonna, for this world. I'm gonna level with you for, like, the first uh, 15 minutes of the episode, 15 out of 22-minute episode. Mm -hmm. I thought Magi were the creatures. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize they were called dream creatures. And I didn't realize they the, the main characters were Magis. Yeah. But when they said, like, oh, but also there are Hyrens, which are better dream creatures that are also kind of gods and yeah. what ever man and also one of them talks multiple of them talk actually it's it seems like the ones that our, our three kiddos have all talk and like the guardian ones talk yeah but there's yeah. like a shit ton of ones that the rest of the magi resistance summons right at the beginning none of them talk what well who stories? really who really cares because when we get down to it these designs for these creatures They're i mean designed for the entire show but designed for the creatures specifically which is supposed to be you know the hook of the entire enterprise you want the you want cool creature designs to get kids to buy these stupid card backs they're uninspired yeah yeah it they was... just look like like a bunch of humanoid kind of am animals and just slight variations on actual animals and some of them are just like chimeras of of different animals like we've got a literal chimera one uh the final hyren looks like a chimera with a mermaid tail chimera with a mermaid tail and maybe a unicorn horn so it's got like pegasus 
lion, mermaid, griffin, I guess. It's got all got all the important things. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like a, a hybrid of all of the great hirons and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, these these characters these creature designs rather are it's no Yu-Gi-Oh, it's no Pokemon. They have they've got no oomph to them. There's no flavor, there's nothing. Yeah, they're just kind of there. Just little They're not even very crittery. I feel like a little bit of uh like bug design would have done them a lot of favors. And I and I also this is like a, a criticism I have. It's a weird criticism that I have of this show, but I don't have for like Yu-Gi-Oh. There's no internal consistency to what these creatures are. Yeah. Because somehow I, for Yu-Gi-Oh that it doesn't matter. Oh no, like a Yu-Gi-Oh can have like oh here is the here's a Celtic warrior, here's a dragon, here is a robotic Frankenstein. Here's this, just a little clock man. This this card is just a cat with a hat on. That that's the card. Yeah. But th- I'm fine with that. I I have no cri- uh, criticisms of that at all. But for this one, where it's like, well, that one just that one's a dragon. That one's a weird like bowl thing. That, that one's, one's also a dragon. That one looks like a like a beetleborg. Like a bit of a bat. There's a there's and, a ju- that one's just a squid. These these all look like the doodles on some fifteen sorry twelve year old kids like trapper keeper. Yeah, which which is interesting because I did do a little bit of digging into the like art design team of uh, Imagination Duel. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a few good artists. Behind, like notable ones? Behind it, yeah. Like, um, I'm not gonna lie. It's, uh, Matt Holmber- Holmberg and Rich Werner were, like, a lot of the main designers, and... Oh, boy. <laughs> um... Well, Rich Warner was the uh, Plants vs. Zombies guy. That's so, so weird. That is... Yeah. That's so weird how that's, there's a crossover there. I, and I'm... I mean... Sure. Uh, thankfully, they finally learned how to draw when they made Plants vs. Zombies. Because <laughs> the, the these card designs are... I've said it before. Not great. Uh, Tim Gillette was also on... Plants vs. Zombies, he does a lot more, like, 3D art. Shanna Goodman seemed to be, like, based on her portfolio, uh, seemed to be more into, like, graphic design. So she might have designed, like, the back of these cards, which, admittedly, I like. I like the back of the cards design. Oh, yeah, that that swirling design. I wonder where I've seen that before. (laughs) Can't think of it. No, uh, no. And, I, I'm not giving this fucking thing an, an inch. And uh, Ryan Shreve. <laughs> what, what what did he do? Did, did, did he do anything uh, interesting? He, he was a, an art designer for the 2015 film Lights Out. Oh, that's a good movie. Yeah. I don't know how that he got to that movie from Magi Nation Duel card Absolutely art. Absolutely but... no clue, but good for him. Yeah, good for that guy. Yeah. Um, but in addition to like these... These, this lackluster design that's going on where uh, it's very clearly hanging its inspiration on its sleeve for all to see and mm-hmm. all to all, all to bask in its uninspiredness. Um, the animation is actually not terrible. No, it's fairly decent. And maybe because we have the 
final battle episode to go off of, but a lot of, yeah, a lot of great action happening here. It's directed pretty well. Uh, it's like all the action is readable, and a lot of the particle effects are fun. A bit on occasion, it can be a bit stiff and awkward, as a lot of these, um, specifically a lot of these uh, South Korean Canadian co-productions tend to be. Yeah, they they can get a little uh, bored with themselves, I guess. But I think it's mostly just stemming from the the, the design of the show. I and I I just I look at I look at the show and I'm just immediately bored by it. Yeah, I don't I don't super love any of it. It's like none none of the designs really really hit you and stick with you. None of these designs, I'm going to say it, none of them make me want to buy collectible cards. And that is the ultimate failure of this show, doesn't isn't it? Yeah. Like, stripping away any kind of, like, artistic integrity from what this show is. The bottom line, it w this show was supposed to relaunch the game and it's an entire media franchise once more. And boy, do I, did I not want to, as you said, go out and buy a pack of cards in the hopes of getting one foil card. Yeah, not not a chance. No, like this, it inspires no commerce in me. <laughs> it did not awaken my the cap the capitalist urge to buy pieces of plastic and yeah. stack them into a deck. Yeah, no, just just didn't just didn't hit. I mean, I I could watch an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh and be immediately brainwashed into going onto amazon and just buying bulk decks of millennium pegasus and whatnot and joey I mean, wheeler's special deck hell you might i i want to build a blue eyes deck exactly who who wouldn't want that card but like you want you, you have the but you get to build like a whole deck because there's so much blue eyes support cards you you see seto kaiba like in the in like what is like this second or third episode with his three blue eyes cards that he plays and, at the same time and it's like holy shit i want that and he rips one of them because there's only like four on earth <laughs> and so he wants to make sure that no one else can have a blue eyes and he's like oh fuck and and the villain in that first episode is just this weird <laughs> gay recluse on an island who loves cartoons that's a villain yugioh's a good fucking show yeah well, who's who's the villain in Magi Nation? Oh, it's just the guy from Ubos again. Great. Great. Okay. We got we got a lot of Ubos vibes from this show. Yeah, didn't yeah we? like even straight up the book, teaching them a lesson every week. It's like okay. Yeah, I mean that's what's tragically Magi Nation was missing is that was the Book of Elders did not have a man? yeah did not have a big pervert face on it. Yeah, yeah. Instead, it had like just the disc of gems that they're missing which kind of gives yeah. like card capture vibes future mm. episode of the show really you think that this show would steal from another anime i you, you i don't know i uh, that that doesn't seem like something that magi nation would do no. that's that's not it that wasn't its sole basis for existence in the first place was other franchises success no was just go. You like this, right? Right? Are we being? I feel like we're being too mean to it, but also I don't care. I think we're being extremely care. mean, and I think we're justified. Like I don't care because the show. One, the show, is dead. Yeah, thoroughly I, dead. I don't think it has. Well, uh, let me tell you what kind of fan base it has. Oh God! Here we go. 
Ah, Sylvie's Fun Fiction Corner. Uh, it's got about, like, five or six fics. Uh, Are again, you kidding? all very recent. Uh, the oldest one is from 2015. Um, oh, only six. That's pathetic. And the only, like, there's shipping going on. There's, like, Tony Jones and Eaton, obviously. Uh, but also, Tony Jones and Strag. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, um, boy. And then there are two fix, three, actually, that have the ship Warada x Ashio. Two characters who were not in this episode, so those, I, have no, I have no fucking clue who they are, but a lot of people nothing. want them to be together. A lot of people want them to be together. And by a lot, together. I mean three. Three people want these two characters that apparently exist in the show to, to get together. Uh, well, actually, uh, it's at least five, because that's how many kudos are, are on those fics. I... So that means yeah. there's some someone's reading them. Yeah. No. <laughs> Actually, no. I take that back. No, no one's reading these. No one's watching this show. No one played this game. Uh, most of the fix are written by the same person. There we go. <laughs> there we go. We found the one. We found the fan. We found yeah. the one fan that we're going to make mad. Yeah. Especially because you just kind of, you reference their fanfic. Yeah. I do that a lot. I mean, it's the whole point of the corner. The, the fact, sometimes I name drop people, like, fic authors directly. When you've just become so enamored with their prose. Yeah. <laughs> I've never actually read any of the ones that we talk about. Did you at least give them a kudos? Yes. Okay. Every that's, time. That's, that's all they care about. Because they see that notification pop up in their inbox and go like, <gasps> they do care. This is what I do it for. They do care that my Todd X Mauricia fanfic finally hit the mainstream and corrected the show's cowardice in not getting them together. Yeah. Remember Waste Out of the Movie? Yeah, that was a that was a better time. Remember how good that show is and how all of it worked and it was fun. I I'm being deliberately low energy here because this show gave me nothing and oh, I mean no I should take that back it didn't give me nothing. It gave me a lot, and I just didn't care or understand any of the stuff yeah. that it gave me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I referenced this dialogue exchange before we started recording, but I wrote this down verbatim because this was another one of those put my head in my hands and just stare kind of moments. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it is Eden, the elf girl who, uh, as you said, is, is very much reminiscent of Teeny Bopper OCs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute, Magi's can't mag be imagined by another. Sorry, Magi's can't imagine another dream creature, to which Strag mentions they can't. They can if they wield a relic as powerful as Realm's Honor. And yeah. I'm sitting here going like, "Yep, got that. Uh huh. You nailed it." Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, I I do want to hit on uh just two members of this cast okay let's let's because, not yeah no we got a lot of like old friends uh most importantly as eden we have martha martha mcisaac mm -hmm. uh she she was uh emily in emily of new moon in the like 1998 canadian adaptation of yep. uh got the... it know that heard yep. that yep yep that was i heard her voice and was like wait a minute 
why is this reawakening childhood memories? <laughs> because I watched the oh. shit out of that show. Oh, that's always upsetting. Where it's like, oh, not you. Not you. Don't don't you remind me of something? Not you. You don't get to, You don't get that honor. Um, and Furok, our our little b- antlered bear friend. Uh, oh, was our. By our yes, yours and mine. Mm. Um, was was voiced by Alan Park of Royal Canadian Air Force fame. Yep. And uh, that also forced me to realize or learn that he passed away this November. Oh. Yeah. Oh, rip. Yeah. His his impression of Chad Kroger was un- <laughs> undefeated. Uh, I mean, we do have a a couple of names like uh, names that I've seen before circling around this cast i mean uh main kid lion smith never heard of him before yeah he uh i tried to do a little poking around he did a bunch of uh little he did some uh beyblade dub work of course naturally he fits Uh, like like all canadian voice actors he's been in total drama Mm-hmm. And we also got like a uh, Scott McCord uh, hanging around, and once again, uh, Dan Petron Petronajevic, yeah. uh, McMurray from Letterkenny, and recently on this show, um, cool kid with 3D glasses from Mobile Mystery. That's the one. Yeah, I I forget his name. Uh, we got Martin Roach, uh, Bill Colgate, and uh, Julie Lemieux. Again, uh, all, all a classic. Voicing your, all voicing your favorite characters like Freep and Bissawag and Ugger and Furrock and Agram and Korg and Zed and... Hold, okay, hold yeah, on. Yeah, the, uh, the creature names are not great. One of them is actually just called Jarmander. Oh my god. You fuck this show, man. <laughs> <laughs> These absolute hacks. That's... Ooh, that's egregious. Yeah. Oh man, they couldn't uh they couldn't reference it any clearer, could they? I mean there's also one named Evu. Oh look, and there's one named Rikachu. No. no I made that one up. Oh, I made okay. that one up. <laughs> that's, uh, that's way too on the nose. Oh, and apparently look, uh Tony Jones and he's got a nickname here in like um quotation marks, Ash. Tony Ash Jones. Look at that. Are you still fucking with me? Yes. Okay. No, because it's actually Tony Ash Yugi Jones. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Man. There was a time. There was a time in media when you could just be as blatant as you want in your cribbing of other ideas, concepts, and property. Yeah. You, you could just... no. You There was a Wild West, really. Nobody cared. No one could... No one could accuse you of blatantly, like, just blatantly patchworking your own show, your own game, your own concept from other more successful things. Yeah, like, people were going to notice, but no one was going to professionally call you out on it. Well, what's hilarious is that Magi Duel, when that first launched, they were explicit in saying that, yeah, we are trying to bridge the gap between Magic the Gathering and Pokemon. Yeah, and we, in... we are deliberately trying to find the middle ground between these two things. We are yeah. heavily inspired. Yeah. Which I almost respect, but also be less blatant, please. 
Be original. God damn yeah, it. Yeah, try it. Do, do what you love, not not what you think the audience wants. And that and that extends to the show itself. Um, this is the like like this is the uh, like condensed neutral version of show inspired by anime. Yeah. Like th- this is the perfect example of that trend where it's you can clearly see all the aesthetic takeoffs, all of the conceptual takeoffs. I mean, we're talking about like a Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh kind of mix here, mm-hmm. but also none of that intrigue, none of that like none of that sticking power, nothing. None of the pizzazz. Just a soulless cribbing. Magination. Granted, it does look like a lot of like very early 2000s digipaint anime. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and that's kind of... Uh, that was kind of Dongwu Animation's signature, I guess, because it appears in future episode Chaotic, which is also based on a card game. Also based on an uninspired card game. <laughs> we're gonna We're gonna need to save that one. Oh, I mean... Somehow, that predates Magi Nation. That was 2006. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Alrighty. Wait, was, it, was it 2006? Or... Yeah, that was 2006. Look at that. So, yeah. Are we done here? I think so. Uh, oh, oh, briefly, uh, with the plots. Um, they win. Oh, yeah, they win. And then there's a, a cliffhanger where the villain finds a portal that would lead to Earth. And then we don't get a season three because oh, you we... you you mean the um the the lost obelisk of Cald? Shit, you're right. He finds the lost obelisk of Cald. Why was that lost? I don't know. Why does it have a portal to Earth? I don't mm-hmm. know. But the the ghost of Agram, who died in the first season, finds it. Yeah. This is what this show is. I'm very tired. All of a sudden. <laughs> right? Doesn't this just zap everything out of you? This show is exhausting. Ah, uh, man. No, no, that was that was it. Uh, oh man, Magi Nation. What a goofy little show. Oh, uh, here and a thing related to how uh, the good guys beat the bad guy here when they form the final Hiram or whatever. Uh, Tony initially assumes that he has to sacrifice his body. Yeah. He fully has to. Uh, he fully has to sacrifice himself, die in the world of the Moonlands to summon the final Hiram. Until yeah. the shape-shifting spirit that has been inhabiting his specific dream creature emerges and says, I'll take your form and do it. Yeah, I just wanted to see if you would. And that works. <laughs> Apparently this entire time, uh, I'm sorry I did not read up on the lore. I missed the first 51 episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his wildebeest monster has had a shape-shifting spirit, a, a ditto, if you will, attached inside of it. And just takes his place in the ultimate sacrifice of the final Hiram, who appears and does something, destroys the the core. Everyone is saved. And then promptly disappears. Yeah. Well, because we can't have a god hanging around for season three that isn't happening. Oh, and again, the audacity of the show to one end in a cliffhanger of finding the lost obelisk of Cald with its portal to Earth. But also... When they're talking at this big party, this big um, Ewok village party. I was going to say, this is uh, Endor. When they're all celebrating, laughing, drinking, having a good time, 
uh, Tony Jones says to his, his, his best friends there, let's worry about tomorrow tomorrow. Which is just how I live my life. And Tony, I have to ask, do your parents know where you are right now? <laughs> where are your parents, Tony? How your long weird grandpa you been... is here. How long have you been gone in the world of the Moonlands? How, how long have you just been facing life or death situations Does... with these dream creatures and this void energy and this evil ghost of a wizard that inhabits a creature where are your parents tony yeah your mother is worried about you you are 14 please go home apparently he does in one episode i saw he because the final the final whatever gem guardian thing is on earth so he transports back to find it and then goes back to the moonland. And I imagine that episode goes like this, where he appears back in his hometown and his mother, disheveled, completely Tears given up on life, down her face. carrying around lost lost child photos, like yeah. the, the, those printouts and like she's, milk she's cartons. Been, been being, she's been battered around by uh, the police missing persons department. Like they're absolutely unhelpful fought a bitter court battle when it was assumed that she made her child disappear. Yeah. And had to prove her innocence despite the fact her, chil her child just vanished without a trace. Yeah. And then the child just shows up again, and she probably has an entire emotional breakdown over what she's gone through the past, you know, God knows how many months, because maybe time <laughs> works differently on Earth than it does yeah. in the Moonlands. We don't know. And then he just promptly disappears. He's like, no, you don't understand the, the, the Guardian Islands. Mom, I gotta, I gotta go save the Moonlands. The wizard ghost. I, I have to stop him. Again. And God knows what that woman goes through after having losing, have to lose her child once more. Yeah. And her dad is not being helpful. He says, oh, your son is safe, but won't tell her where he is. We just had to get, come back for the final stone. And through tears, through hysterical tears, like, what are you talking about? Dad, what are give, you talking about? Give me back my boy. He has to go to school. It's been a, years. That was a fun extension of Sylvie's fanfiction corner. Yeah, we, we just wrote our own. And you know what? That was more emotionally resonant than anything I saw in Dreamer's Last Stand. Rip. Episode 52 of the Magi, Magi Nation television adaptation of the Magi Nation Duels card game. Yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender finale, this was not. <sighs> Good fucking God. Well, that's going to do it for this conversation. Uh, yep. I think we can both agree. Fantastic show. Go out and buy your Magi yep. Nation dual card packs. 10 out Revive of 10. This let's, franchise. let's bring it back, baby. When we finally, we, we will, we're going to relaunch that MMO that was attached to Magi Nation. <laughs> no, we didn't and get into that. We are going to, we're going to play all of our listeners. That's going to be a, that's, that's going to be a tier on Patreon. You can yep. jump onto our special server on the Magi Nation MMO, just like our special server on the Stormhawks MMO. Yep, and we will we will one v one. And we'll just play Magi Nation duels. Okay. Uh, also, neither of us know how to play this game. I tried. I tried to look up the rules, and it's a big text document that just stretches and stretches and stretches. And I said, you know what? No. I know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. I can't. And Delta Green. I can't throw a third system into the mix. I know more about the professional playing of Yu-Gi-Oh! 
and the many expansion packs that have happened over its history, despite the fact I was never competitively involved. I just kind of got into it late because I weirdly find it fascinating. I know that Kanye is banned from Yu-Gi-Oh! tournaments. I know, that's one of my favorite screenshots I've ever seen from the official Yu-Gi-Oh! tournament (laughs) website, where it's like, due to his anti-Semitism, Kanye West is banned from all future competitions of Yu-Gi-Oh! I love that. I love that (laughs) for (laughs) Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, Hardline stands from the the Yu-Gi-Oh! The the Yu-Gi-Oh! board of tournament professionals saying, you know what, Kanye? No. Nah. At, At the next Invitational, if you show up, Ooh, if you, Security ooh. is going to be on your ass. If you show up with your Time Wizard deck and try to play, it's like, mm, no, Get sir. out of here. Get out of here, ye. Ye? Was he the dinosaur from that one YouTube video? <laughs> no, that's what it... Yay. Fuck! As in con, yay. Yay. No, not, not to give him the, you know, not to come to his, defend his honor here, because I don't care. He seems like an asshole. See, this is yet another uh, curse of, I was one of those kids who just read words and never heard them out loud a lot. (laughs) Uh, That's actually one of my favorite bad Simpson jokes. Uh, When it's it's Marge yelling at Bart to run like the wind. And Lisa goes like, I I think it's wind, mom. And Marge is like, well, I've only read it in books. Yeah. Bad joke, but for some reason I've never forgotten it. Right up, right up there with uh, Matt Mercer and Sigal. <laughs> yep. I will ne- so the internet will never, never let him live that one down. So that was an hour conversation on Magi Nation. We definitely didn't have to wander a lot. We did not suffer through this, um, but hey, we. We did that for you, listeners. We we imagined it. Ha 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 ha! Go to hell. <laughs> anyway, that was that was Magi Nation. Uh, not a good show. Not a fan. Um, I'm glad I missed this when I was a child and most impressionable to get into card games. Yeah, I'm glad that this didn't consume my life circa 2007 because that would have been very disappointing. I'm not proud of a lot of things in my life, but I'm proud that I've gone uh, close to three decades without ever buying a single Magi Nation Duel card pack. Same. That's not a lot you can hang your hat on, but you know what? I'm Good for us. I'm proud of that. Well, that was was the Magi Nation show. Are you happy? Are are you happy listening? Are you satisfied? We will... I mean, it was a joke earlier, but we will never, probably not going to return to this one. I don't care. I, I, I really, really don't care. Go watch Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. That just dropped the Go other day. watch it. Oh, my God. I've already seen it twice. <laughs> it goes fucking hard. Yeah, Mussolini's a character. Yeah. God. Okay, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I'm not going to give my Pinocchio review. Yeah, yeah. We were, we're already here an hour. We don't want to add another two hours yeah. onto this conversation. Yeah. Well, could. you could. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cartoon Night in Canada. Thank you so much for listening once again. Uh, if you like what you heard, please give us a like, share, review on your podcatcher of choice. Subscribe as well, preferably Apple Podcasts, because that helps us reach the widest possible audience. You can find the show on Twitter at Cartoon Night Pod, where we will be releasing episodes every Saturday. 
You can find me on Twitter at Cinema Creep, where I'll be doling out the hottest strategies on how to own all the noobs in Magi Nation duels. Uh, and you can find me at Sylvie Skeletons, where I won't be doing that, because I don't do strats. I just spam whatever the most powerful card in my hand is. Yeah, the, the Glock. The, the <laughs> yeah, Glock Beretta 9mm. Ah, thank you so much. And remember... Majas can't imagine another dream creature unless they wield the relic as powerful as Realm's Honor. Tell it to someone who cares. I, no one cares. The show sucks. No, that's just also a line from the show. Ah, yes. Yeah, uh, you remember dialogue, too. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.